Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 28th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio because I've got some information for you. Oh, you need to check out. Hello. You need <laughs> to check out Matt in conversation with not one, but two of the stars of the Off-Broadway revival um, of Baby uh, presented by Out of the Box Theatricals. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, starring Julia Murney and Liz Fleming. How nice. Oh, so cool. I, that's the site specific one that they're doing coming up. I think Inside I, a Baby. Yeah, Inside a Baby. <laughs> yes. It's going to have the baby for the, the little girl from Squid Game too. Oh my god. If I don't <laughs> I need to turn on social media and not see her face. It's too much. Uh, agreed, agreed. But always then, always see these two lovely ladies' faces. Oh yeah, happy happy about that. So mm-hmm. like super jealous of Matt, but also like go listen to that. Exactly. I haven't got to talk to you Ashley like last week. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's 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 never really forever because it's like always a week away. But I mean you weren't on sure. the show on Tuesday. So it is technically longer than usual. And I've it's missed been you. Far. It's been far too long. I've missed you. But we're back. We're but back here. I um, I got to see a couple of shows, which yes. you and I are both going to talk about Dana H. later on. We are. But that, that's coming up on Patreon. But last week, I was so honored to not only see Ashley Lauren go on as Satine and Moulin Rouge, which, Ooh. by the way, seeing Moulin Rouge post Tony's with Ashley like the show felt really different it was really exciting mm. I mean I was seeing it with Ellie McLemore so I feel Fair like our, our, she had never seen the show she also did not know that it was a jukebox musical she goes wait a second I know all the songs I was like, <laughs> yeah, well I not. hope so yeah yeah but then and the very next morning all the songs indeed because there's approximately 740 of them there are 9,000 songs and yeah, Aaron uh-huh. Tveit honestly sings the crap out of he all does. of them he does yeah never missed a show Show that boy earned that Tony. I did like go off. <laughs> also, seeing Danny again post Tony's very cool. Oh, yes. uh, you know, it's just sweet. But like, thanks to one of our listeners, Jimmy, the very next morning, I got to see the Winnie the Pooh musical for their Yay! very first performance. It's so you know? exciting! It looked adorable. Why is it my favorite musical right now? Like, why is it <laughs> honorary it Tony so for Winnie the Pooh musical? But everybody that was involved and I've started stalking their TikToks and you can go to the TikTok that I posted about the show uh, because now every, everyone has seen it. But like, yeah. I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But then I was also like, no, these are incredibly trained puppeteers. Their their voices were immaculate. And so I just want to shout out characters. that if you, you don't need to be a child or have brought a child to see this show. You can see it. Um off Broadway on 42nd Street. Please, it's like us, please. It's like us old millennials still going to see like Pixar or Disney movies when they come yeah. out. Just do it. Oh, please. It's a really sweet show. They did they you can tell they they really took their time curating this perfectly 55 minute piece and um that's the perfect length for a show and all shows should shoot for 55 minutes. You want to talk about a show that's not 55 minutes? Oh, let's do it, baby. <laughs> so tonight as we record, Roundabout is opening their first musical coming back from the pandemic with Carolina Change, the musical by Tony Kushner and Janine Tesori. Uh, we're so excited to bring you these reviews from this highly anticipated revival. Let's get right into it. So starting with the New York Times by Jesse Green, she, Sharon D. Clark, makes of the maid an almost Shakespearean figure, even at the depths of the character's despair, 
uh, in the sacrificing 11 o'clock number, Lot's wife, she commands attention without begging for it and does not allow herself because Caroline wouldn't the luxury of collapse. Mm. There's so much there. And I'm just like, I mean, I, I like to read Jesse Green's, um, you know, comments on all this stuff. So I'm, I'm sure you have thoughts. Uh, and then from timeouts, Adam Feldman, he gave the show four stars out of five, stating that Clark's grounded moving performance provides much needed ballast to a production that in other regards is often frustratingly in its own way. The cast singing, singing gloriously, but British director Michael Longhurst perhaps worried that audiences will get bored or beholden to some notion of what Broadway musicals should look and sound like Ugh. pushes nearly mm. everything and everyone too hard. Interesting. The set and costume, right? The set and costumes by Fly Davis are campy and tacky. The staging is distractingly busy with actors continually rotating on turntables or blowing bubbles or marching around for no good reason. Blowing that bubbles. was actually a sense. <laughs> that multiple critics said that I noticed oh, in a lot of their reviews saying literally using the word tacky and campy. Hmm. So from the Hollywood reporter, anyone who has missed the overwhelming emotional power of a great Broadway musical in the last in the past 19 months should look no further. I mean, I don't know a better endorsement than that. Yeah. And then finally, Elisa Gardner writes, if there are a few slow moving moments in Longhurst production, the payoff is big. It's unlikely that anyone with a beating heart will leave after act two without moist eyes or even a lump in the in their throat hmm. like i mean it's pretty interesting most, see, i tried to like not take clips that were basically talking about the show because the show it's a revival like we don't sure. really need sure. to get into janine and tony's incredible work here right even though we we should highlight it it's just not something that you know you and i need to discuss no but so so far all of the reviews basically said that like the the actors including everyone in the ensemble is at the top notch like chip zion who you and i are, uh, of course obsessed with no john cariani is playing an instrument like they're not messing around like casey levy um tamika lawrence like everyone is pulling out their big guns but like the fact that the set and costumes are so distracting is shocking really interesting Interesting to me. And, you know, this is, as you said, top caliber cast here. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's nobody here in the cast that you can fault for anything uh, no. that you're seeing on the stage here. And, you know, I mean, these are, you know, to speak to it, they're these are good reviews. They're all critics picks four out of five yeah. stars or higher. Um, so it's not saying that this is a bad revival, which we knew it wasn't going to be. It's been like she top. Has, uh, she has an Olivier for this. This. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we knew this wasn't going to be bad. I think the comments are interesting. And I actually like <laughs> it's fascinating for one review to talk about how distractingly busy it is and another to talking about how there's slow moving move moments. I was like, hmm, it seems like we have a balance issue in the show, which is, you know, that that happens uh, with productions, especially in transfers. And I think it's really interesting that Adam Feldman talked about the the idea of like, you know, the audiences might get bored or beholden to some notion of what Broadway musicals are supposed to be. I, I can't really picture what he's talking about there. Um, but at the simultaneously, I can picture what he's talking about there. And that has me a little worried, but I'm not that worried because 
it's Carolina change. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because a lot of people cited the fact that there's such a difference in the direction of the fact, like the first one was done by George C. Wolf. Right. Absolutely a understands like, the setting of this Louisiana piece and like, yeah. and, you know, has, has directed similar uh, works as well. But then you've got this like British director who's, Seemingly not made some you know, choices. As, as grounded. <laughs> right. I like right, that we've right, gone right. campy and tacky, which is a very fine line between <laughs> the two. So I don't know how you've managed to encapsulate both, but that in itself is pretty impressive, Mr. Longhurst. Here we are. So I'm I'm excited to see the show. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. Very much so. And um the music is really exciting. And even Casey Levy, she tweeted like, Hey, it would be nice if we had a recording. And I was like, uh, we're be. begging for it. Yeah, please. So let's uh, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. So if you dread looking at your credit card statements, you, you know are absolutely not alone. It's it's literally all that we do. So debt can feel crippling. Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Yeah, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, wherever your anxiety lies, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. And rather than looking at credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors. Oh my goodness, like your income, your current employment, and your credit history. And they find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate with Without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And just as fast, you even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Yeah, so find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, so Ashley, <laughs> you and I have been on this planet <laughs> oh, God. for 40 years. I see. And I would, I would <laughs> yeah. say that we've been talking about the Wicked film the entire for time. For most of it, yeah. It's <laughs> it's kind of guaranteed at this point. I didn't know. I actually saw this news, you know, fairly early in the day um, and absolutely forgot about it because I've been running around town since. So this, <laughs> seeing it in the script and show notes was as much as a surprise to me as it sounded like. But here we go. Let's talk about this. Well, it's also funny because Wicked did open the same. It was it was the same year of theater as Avenue Q, Carolina Change, um, The Boy from Oz. Yeah, like, oh my god, it's so funny. Uh, that, like we're this is the vein of theater that we're talking in. But here we are. So famously, Wicked was supposed to start shooting its film in March in Atlanta next year. Well, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And not only that, then they pushed it to June. And now they're saying, okay, not only are we doing it June 2022, we're going to take it to the UK. We're not doing it anymore. Fascinating. Yeah, we will never know peace. We will never know peace. It's true. Um, I there is not so first of all, I'm not a wicked fan. I like enough of Wicked that it's not like an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical for me where I hate it all or anything. Um, but I'm not notoriously a fan of Wicked, you know. Um, but like I so I'm not I don't have the same level of anticipation as everybody else seems to have for this film. But even I'm like, come on. Like there is no I cannot even with John M. Chu, I cannot imagine a universe where this movie is going to be anywhere near the level of hype that it 
like all these problems have you know ordained it to be at this point it's just bananas to me this film is cursed yeah absolutely cursed cursed and i feel bad for john i feel bad for yeah and i feel bad for me because (laughs) i have uh dreamcast 1000 times and now everyone's too old so i'm just saying like get on it please and thank you get on it also, why did you take jobs from my Atlantans? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> you I'm my jobs away from the Georgians. And I'm assuming, sad. I'm assuming it's both the political thing and like the usual thing of like the. I, I actually don't know. I, I feel like the tax cuts have become less appealing as far as filming in Georgia, but everything is still filming in Georgia. Like everything, even Marvel films, if they start in the UK, because yeah. it's kind of yeah. a split thing at this point. And it's like Atlanta and the UK, and same thing with some Sony films. Like it's kind of a back and forth now like everything mm-hmm. is being shot in either in the uk and or atlanta and uh you know still being made to look like some variation of new york earlier this year the broadway league announced that it would not share weekly grosses for the upcoming broadway season according to the broadway league president charlotte st martin she said due to the increased demand for how broadway is doing each week we are going to share a composite of the grosses the capacity of the week the grosses for the week and the number of performances accomplished for the week LOL, I guess. God, uh, you know, no. I mean, this is the polar opposite of what you guys said that you were going to do. I mean, extremely shocking, uh, you know, reversal of decision from the Broadway Lake here, who are so right, consistent, right? so consistent in their decisions and opinions all the time. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, um, I guess, I mean, yeah, people are curious, but we also... Is it helpful? Is it hurtful? Who's it for? Are they already sharing this information that's anyways? The que- that's the question. Who's it for? And don't people already know anyways? I, I feel like they may. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, one of my favorite theater companies located in Chicago is Steppenwolf, and they have announced a new play called King James, directed by our Lord and Savior, Kenny yeah. <laughs> The world premiere of King James will appear March 3rd through April 10th of next year. The show, uh, this is just kind of like a brief synopsis because I wanted to be clear with everyone, because when I saw King James, I went, oh, it's about LeBron. That's what, um, that's what Matt said, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it has to be. Okay, so here's... Here's what they're saying. The show explores the star player's impact on Cleveland from his rookie season to the city's historic championship and the lives of these two unlikely friends whose turbulent relationship is best navigated through their shared love of the sport in a verbal game of one-on-one. LeBron James serves as a symbol for the hopes, desires, and fears that they have bottled up since childhood. He does not appear in the show. He's not like a character. It's just like yeah. he's a representative of something. I can't tell you how excited I am about this place. This is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I talked about this the other day, but I don't think they had had dates or Kenny no. Leon attached yet, which I mean, King Kenny over here. Oh, uh, so yeah, this is very, I feel like I, this is the thing. I'm having a bit of deja vu that I feel like I saw, <laughs> uh, a LeBron James related project casting recently. And it might have mm. been this because it sounds very, yeah. um, very familiar to me, but I'm, you know, I didn't really pay attention to where this was going to be at. I'm so glad it's at Steppenwolf, which is also Same. one of my favorite theater companies with <laughs> Kenny Leon, who is again, King Kenny. Uh, this is cool. I, I'm really excited about this. It's just like I, I'm obsessed with 
any kind of impact like if you watch like the shop on hbo if mm, you mm-hmm. unfortunately watch space jam 2 if yeah, you've seen train wreck um featuring <laughs> yeah. unfortunately amy schumer like yeah also true i love lebron um and i will never watch a basketball game because i don't care but i love uh <laughs> everything else around the culture there you and go. Them. There you go. so Whatever, I'm happy to support this play. In an article by Gianluca Russo for Teen Vogue, Broadway stars voice their concerns, stories, and hopes for how Broadway can improve its fatphobic ways, all about size inclusivity and wanting representation for all bodies. I really enjoyed this article. Yeah. Of course, I love hearing from as like, a recommendation. my friends. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, is this a recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. I'm counting oh, okay. it as a recommendation. That's fine with me. Um, right. I, so Jean-Luca had put out calls uh, months mm-hmm. ago on, for Twitter on this. Um, yeah. and I'm just really glad to see it come to fruition. I finally got a chance to read it all and it's an absolutely phenomenal piece. Jean-Luc is a friend and actually a former writer of mine when I used to work at Broadway oh, World. So, uh, doubly proud <laughs> to see this go out into the world. Uh, yeah, give it a read. It's really, you know, I quantify a lot of things as important, but this is really important because there's a very specific person that makes it to Broadway and I'm really bored of seeing that person over and over again. Well, it's like, I'll tell you like two times where I, uh, well, only one. So uh, I was at American Idiot when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I remember seeing Alicia Umphress like absolutely slay yeah. mm-hmm. in American Idiot. And I was like, that's the first time I've seen someone look like that yeah. in a show. Yeah. And I was so happy because um, first of all, she was better than the choreography than half the people I saw. Oh my God, right? No um, second of all, I was like, huh. So every time my, you know, high school or whoever, whatever director would be like, oh, you know, this, well, you can't, not me, but like someone else, like you can't be this <laughs> yeah. character because of XYZ, I would just be like, oh, I guess that's true. And then I'm like, wait, no, it's, it's not. Bu- like, why did I, yeah, bullshit. like, why did we do that? And so, like, when I hear stories like, like, you know, Josh is telling here, I've heard yeah. specifically, you know, um, from, someone who I'm not going to name, but you know who I'm talking about, um, say that they called them Big Bok. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what? You know, why? And um, the more we hear these stories, I think the the better we are more, we're just more aware of of how often this is and how it's just kind of like, well, you get to be a character, you whatever. And I'm, I'm tired of it as well. And I just, I actually want more of these articles is my point. And 100%. Secondly, I want to say that like it being in Teen Vogue is actually very important to yeah. me mm-hmm. because as a person who did read Teen Vogue when I was younger, I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job of like helping this, but I definitely had some body dysmorphia from reading it oh, just yeah. because of like the ads that were in there, not because of anything that they specifically did. Oh, no, sure. Purpose, but it made me really happy that this is in Teen Vogue. It's such the a point. it's such a change, and Teen Vogue's been doing incredible work over the last few years. I, editor. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are just you know everything you can imagine under the sun, from political to body positivity to queer issues. Like it's like wow, this is not the Teen Vogue I had as a kid. I'm so happy for that, and like yeah. you said, so happy to see articles like this written in a publication geared towards mainly adolescence and them being able to come up 
and see like, okay, things are changing. I can be the leading person on a Broadway stage. Exactly. So I, I just want more of it. And I appreciate this type of uh, article. So lastly, um, in another recommendation, we wanted to throw out this like, amazing promo video of Sharon D. Clark singing oh, her yes. face off. <laughs> yes, always. And, uh, this Carolina Change video trailer, because guys, you know, if you don't have tickets now, I don't know how it's going to happen. It's a limited run. So you got to run. You got, oh, shit, I was just about to say the same. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You're going to want to make sure that you're on that because Ashley and I are going to be talking about even more shows oh, that you're going to want to yeah. see. And um, even though they're closing early, like we still want to talk about Dana H. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so bitter. <laughs> so bitter. Um, you can find me on all social medias at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. 